0: Hello, this is Niktha from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today's Tuesday, the 20th of October. India's COVID-19 tally has crossed 75,97,000 cases, just a couple of thousand short of the 7.6 million or 76 lakh mark. More than 46 fresh cases were reported across the country in the last 24 hours. This is the first time in nearly three months that less than 50,000 daily cases have been reported. 587 new deaths have taken the fatality count in the country to beyond 15,000. A member of the government's committee charged with providing projections has said that at least half of the country's 1.3 billion population is likely to be affected by coronavirus by February. Mahendra Agarwal, the committee member, told Reuters, and I quote, Our mathematical model estimates that around 30% of the population is currently infected and it could go up to 50% by February. He also pointed out that this would help slow down the speed of the virus. Even as India's COVID-19 tally nears 7.6 million, there has been a declining trend in the infections after the peak in mid-September. Prime Minister Narendra Modi said on Monday that India now has one of the highest recovery rates at 88%. He said and I quote, Today we are seeing a decline in the number of cases per day and in the growth rate of cases. India has one of the highest recovery rates, 88%. This happened because India was one of the first countries to adopt a flexible lockdown when the total number of cases were just a few hundred, Contrasting the country's population and diversity with its global counterparts, Narendra Modi pointed out that it was successful in containing the COVID death toll. He said, and I quote again, India's size, scale and diversity have always made the global community curious. Our population is almost four times that of USA. Many of our states are as populated as other nations in Europe and Asia. Thanks to people-power and people-driven approach, India has kept its COVID-19 death rate very low. Modi also added that India was one of the first to encourage the use of masks and it began to work on effective contact tracing. He made these statements at the inaugural event of the Grand Challenges Annual Meeting of 2020, which was held through a video conference. About India's vaccine development and use of health ID for immunisation, he said, and I quote again, We are not stopping here. India is already working on putting a well-established vaccine delivery mechanism in place. This digitised network along with digital health IDs will be used to ensure immunisation for our citizens. Unquote. Now for some coronavirus-related news from the state of Kerala. A nursing officer at a government medical college was suspended after an audio clip pointing at negligence behind the deaths was circulated on social media. The clip was sent by the officer to her colleagues ahead of the central team's visit. It revealed that a patient had died gasping for oxygen. It also revealed that negligence inside the COVID ward of the hospital could have been one of the reasons behind several other deaths. Reacting to the incident, Kerala Chief Minister Pinare Vijayan said that the issue was a serious one and would dent the image of the state's health sector. After the clip surfaced on social media, the family of the patient approached the police seeking action against the alleged negligence. Health Minister of Kerala, KK Shelja, directed the medical education director to probe the matter and the nursing officer involved was suspended. And now for some updates on the upcoming Bihar Assembly elections, the first phase of voting for which is just about a week away. The centre has increased the campaign expenditure limit by 10% for all future elections. This notification came a month after the Election Commission, or EC, proposed the hike, given the constraints posed by the coronavirus pandemic. The last hike in the expenditure ceiling had taken place before the 2014 Lok Sabha elections. In Bihar's Gaya district, a candidate of the Rashtriya Ulema Council party was booked for riding a buffalo while campaigning. 45-year-old Mohammad Parvez Mansuri was booked under Prevention of Cruelty to Animals Act. The police arrested Mansuri as soon as he reached Swarajpuri Road from Gandhi Maidan in Gaya. He was booked under various sections of the IPC involving animal cruelty and negligent act likely to spread infection of disease dangerous to life. He was later released on bail. BJP MP Sanjay Jaiswal, who is the current president of the party's Bihar unit, is set to address the public today. Defence Minister and senior BJP leader Rajnath Singh's office said on Monday that he will be addressing more than 18 rallies over six days in Bihar. BJP President J.P. Nadda will also be addressing four public rallies in Bihar on Tuesday and Wednesday. He will also speak at a meeting of leaders of the governing National Democratic Alliance during the two-day visit to Bihar. It was an unusually warm October in Macharyawan Market, around 40 kilometers away from Patna. Vegetable sellers were lined up as we arrived adjacent to the railway tracks that passed through. Does anyone know where Jhapsi Mochi lives? We asked. No one seemed to have a clue. Does anyone know the way to the village where Nitish Kumar attended the flag-hoisting ceremony on January 26th? Several people gestured in the direction of Macharyawan village. Here's where Jhapsi, a Dalit man, hoisted the flag on Republic Day. Nitish Kumar has made it a practice to have a person from a marginalised community hoist the Indian flag in the Chief Minister's presence on August 15th and January 26th every year. Such festivities, organised mostly in Mahadalit settlements, are also meant to show that Nitish is fulfilling his electoral promise of bringing the government to the common man's door. Is it just tokenism though? Or does life change for people like Jhapsi once the chief minister leaves? Read the rest of my colleague Basant's ground report to find out. It is titled, Nitish Kumar had Jhapsi Mochi hoist the flag on Republic Day. What did it get the elderly man? Dear listeners, Basant is in Bihar to cover the assembly elections from the ground. This would not have been possible without the support of all the lovely people who contributed to our News Laundry Sena series on the Bihar assembly elections. So a huge thank you to each one of them. Also, if you want to see more coverage like this, show us your support through subscriptions. As most of you know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. And we have different packages to suit you. The lowest one starts at three hundred rupees a month only. So go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. The Delhi High Court on Monday reprimanded Z News for publishing the alleged disclosure statement or confession of Jamia Millia Islamia student Asif Iqbal Tanha. Tanha is currently in judicial custody in a case related to North Delhi's communal violence of February 2020. The Indian Express reported that Justice Vibhu Bakru told the TV news channel that its reporting on Tanha's alleged confession was a misrepresentation of facts on a different level. The court said that the statement had little evidentiary value in a trial and had been used in a way that completely indicts a person. Reasoning that the confession was not supposed to be made public, the court asked Z News to file an affidavit and disclose the source of Tanha's alleged confession. It added that the channel was crossing the line. The court said, and I quote, You have no material whatsoever to make this allegation. You are not the prosecution agency. Please refrain from making any allegations against the petitioner. Unquote. The Delhi High Court also dismissed the channel's request to be allowed to disclose the name of the journalist who got the statement in a sealed cover. The court said to the Z News advocate, and I quote, You make documents public which are not supposed to be taken out, and you want your name to be concealed, unquote. In August this year, News Laundry had reported how Z News and the Delhi police were trying to prejudice the trials in the Northeast Delhi violence cases by packaging such statements as confessions. Do read the complete story from August titled How Z News is Trying to Prejudice the Delhi Riots Trials. And to know more about the recent developments in the Z News case, check out the media section of our website newslaundry.com. Amid the slew of allegations against Republic TV in the TRP scam case, Arnab Goswami and Republic TV have decided to sue the Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh for 200 crore rupees. This comes after the Bombay High Court said that if the Mumbai police plans to prosecute Arunab Goswami, it should first issue summons to him, as was done for the eight others in the case. The court is currently hearing the petition filed by AGR Outlier Media Private Limited, the company that owns Republic TV. The petition seeks to quash the FIR from 6th of October. The channel said in a statement that it had decided to make the move because Maharashtra government and Mumbai police had admitted in court that Republic is not named in the TRP case FIR. The network statement said and I quote Republic Media Network editor in chief and managing director Arnab Goswami has directed his legal team, Phoenix Legal, to initiate the proceedings to sue Mumbai police commissioner Parambir Singh for two hundred crore rupees damages. 100 crores for the damages to Arnab Goswami and 100 crores for the damages caused to Republic Media Network. Unquote. To understand what exactly happened in the TRP scam case, head over to News Laundry's YouTube channel and watch the explainer video by Meghnath who breaks down the issue step by step. In what seems to be another case of the increasing incidence of caste-based violence in the country, new developments have come to light in the killing of a Dalit lawyer in Gujarat. An investigation by the Special Investigation Team into the killing of the Dalit lawyer Devji Maheshwari has found evidence of the prime accused Bharat Rawal of having killed him over an argument over his anti-Brahmin social media posts. The police said on Saturday that the 22-year-old Rawal, who was working in a printer repairing shop, had had a heated argument with Maheshwari over the phone. The argument was regarding Maheshwari's social media posts just days before the former stabbed him to death in Draper town of Kutch. The incident had taken place on the 25th of September. The SIT investigating the murder stated in a release on Sunday and I quote, The evidence gathered in the course of investigation suggests that Maheshwari used to upload objectionable posts about Brahmin community on his Facebook account. Unquote. Earlier, the Mumbai police, which had caught the accused a day after the murder, had also pointed out that the victim was killed over his Facebook posts. The accused, Rawal, hailing from the Brahmin community, had found the victims post-offensive. BJP President J.P. Nadda said yesterday that the implementation of the Citizenship Amendment Act had been delayed owing to the pandemic, but now the law will be implemented soon. Addressing party workers in North Bengal's Siliguri, he said, and I quote, due to COVID-19 pandemic, the implementation of CAA was delayed. However, as the overall situation is improving slowly, rules are now being framed. CAA will be implemented very soon and all of you will get the benefits of the law. We are committed to it. Nadda also slammed the West Bengal government for adopting a divide and rule policy and inhibiting the benefits of the centre's schemes from reaching the people of the state. In his day long visit, he also took updates on the party's organisational preparations and strength ahead of the 2021 Assembly polls. And now for some international updates. The coronavirus pandemic has infected more than 40 million people worldwide. As of Tuesday morning, the global death toll has crossed 1.12 million. US President Donald Trump on Monday attacked Dr. Anthony Fauci, senior scientist and key member of the White House's COVID task force. Trump called Fauci a disaster and referred to his team as idiots. He said, and I quote, People are tired of COVID. People are saying whatever, just leave us alone. People are tired of hearing Fauci and these idiots, all these idiots who got it wrong. Unquote. Regarding Dr. Fauci's suggestions on containing the virus, Trump said and I quote again, Fauci, if we listened to him, we'd have 700,000 or 800,000 deaths. Unquote. Talking about his election opponent, Joe Biden, the president said that Biden wanted to lock the country down and wanted to listen to Dr. Fauci. Joe Biden, in his response to Trump's comments, said and I quote, we need a leader to bring us together, put a plan in place, and beat this virus. But you have proven yourself yet again to be incapable of doing that. Unquote. Britain on Tuesday said that it would back COVID vaccine trials that infect volunteers. In these human challenge trials, young and healthy volunteers are deliberately infected with COVID 19 to accelerate the development of the vaccines for the disease. The government said that it would invest £33.6 million in the studies for the same. Moving on to other international updates, the French government has said that it will place France's highest honour on the history teacher who was killed by a suspected Islamist last week. The Education Minister of France, Jean-Michel Blanquet, said that Samuel Paty, the teacher, will be honoured with the country's highest award, the Legion of Honour. A national ceremony in honour of Paty will be held at the Sorbonne University in Paris on Wednesday. According to latest media reports, disastrous floods and landslides in Vietnam owing to weeks of torrential rain have killed at least 105 people in central Vietnam and swarmed 5 million. At least 27 people are still missing. 178,000 homes have been submerged in floods and nearly 17,297 acres of crops have been destroyed. The president of the Vietnam Red Cross Society described the floods as some of the worst Vietnam has seen in decades. She also added that the country was already battling the pandemic and that millions of people had already lost their livelihoods. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry.